0: Dipping into the Peacock and Williamson mailbag on this Wednesday episode. Questions about the Jaguars. How real are they right now in 2022? Uh, are we are we trashing the Houston Texans maybe a little too much? Uh, is it time for them to start winning some football games now that they've got the ship righted there? Some major injuries right now in the NFL. Miles Garrett, car crash, Sterling Shepard, ACL, DJ Reader. We'll get into all of it and more on today's episode of Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here with you. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to hit multiple teams here on today's episode, Matt. But now that we have a little better outlook for Miles Garrett let's let's talk about some of the the injuries in the NFL which is you know the biggest news I think today this week going into week number 4 and Miles Garrett scary situation there a single car accident car flip multiple times and really the best news possible i think is that his status is unclear for week four uh i mean you're just glad everybody's alive in a cl- in a crash like that um he's walked away from the injuries he's got a, a shoulder injury a biceps injury not really sure exactly how severe those are but likely to miss maybe week four uh but man walking away relatively unscathed for how bad of a crash that sounded like in a single car accident so um Good news, I think, about as good a news as you could get if you're the Browns on Miles Garrett.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, the most important thing is he's alive and there's no fatalities and all those things. Real-world stuff, you know. Um, It sounded as though it was wet roads, you know, rainy conditions. An animal ran out in front of him. He swerved and ended up flipping the car. I think the car ended up being upside down, you know. And, you know, not to make light of the situation, but I feel like if it was... Me or you, or listeners, would be laid up for like a month, but he's an indestructible, yeah, honestly, like, you know. Miles
0: Garrett injured the car. Right, the- right.
1: He hurt the, the road, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's playing this week or not, though. I mean, Clowney missed last week. Um Needless to say, I mean, he's right there with T.J. Watt, Micah Parsons, those type of guys as most important players on his team by a wide margin. They could be in trouble without him.
0: Some lacerations as well, you know, broken glass and things like that. But Mm. you know, you know, obviously, great news uh, about Miles Garrett. He's going to be back at some point, and and who knows, he might still even be able to play this week, which would be pretty remarkable. Uncertain is the word I saw used with Miles Garrett. So it could be a week, could be a couple weeks, could be no weeks for Miles Garrett with those Mm -hmm. injuries. But uh, I, I would probably think it's unlikely that he plays this week he's so important to that Cleveland Browns defense and uh the Browns right now are leading the AFC North and so they need everything they can get and Joe, Jacoby Brissett has to continue to play that brand of, of football not make a bunch of mistakes run the heck out of the ball play some defense and if you start losing big pieces like that it, it does start to get a little bit more difficult for them to bridge the gap to Deshaun Watson's return
1: oh without a, without question I I'm just totally speculating I'd be shocked if he practices this week that doesn't mean he doesn't play but I mean I would not ask him to practice with you know cuts and bruises and all those type of things all over his body, I'm, I'm guessing. But I think the Browns, They first off, they've sur- surpassed my expectations drastically, but they're in a much better spot than I thought they would be. You know, I mean, they barely lose that game to the Jets. They really should be 3-0, and in all honesty. They're the best running game in the league. Brissette, the last two weeks, as well as Amari Cooper, have played very, very well. They're not easy to play against. You know, the Joku's coming on, so if they can be in the hunt until Watson returns and who knows how good Watson will be after 700 days of rest. But I, I like where they're at. I thought it'd be worse.
0: Sterling Shepard, man. Uh This guy can't That's catch guy. a break as far as injuries in, in his NFL career. And, and he's a really good player and just can never get right on track. And now comes back dealing with some injuries already to start this year. He's back on the field. Now a torn ACL non-contact injury. Did you see this injury, how it happened? It's one of yeah. the, like usually guys are at least cutting he's just running down the field like not even i don't think he's even part of the the he was expecting to get the ball or anything like that he's just trotting down the field and falls in the ground holds his knee and uh odell beckham fellow a former fellow teammate was calling out the uh the turf situation there in new york and and it's like wow these billion dollar corporations, how can we not have grass on all these fields? And it is scary to see something like that happen. And look, this New York turf is infamous. The jets and the giants play on the same. And there's been a ton of big injuries uh, on that turf. I I remember, you know, I covered the 49ers closely back in 2020, the Niners in week two went to New York to play the jets and torn ACL for Nick Bosa. Uh, There was numerous injuries in this game. And, it was like, wow, what the heck is going on with that turf? And those things are are still continuing. So, you know, unfortunate situation. And, and I'm kind of with Odell on some of this. Like, man, you've got to find a way. I, You make that much money. You're charging that much for tickets. you got to keep your, you know, your, your franchise players on the football field and healthy. It's a dangerous enough sport already. If your turf is causing injuries, that's a bad thing. And, and opposing teams aren't going to want to come in there and play.
1: I know that I don't know, you know, what good turf conditions are and what aren't. But I also know that I have a very strong, I have very strong feelings about anything of this nature not being perfect, or at least an A or A minus, you know, like, some are going to be better than others, whether Chicago is going to have a tough time maintaining a great track. But I mean, I remember when the Steelers went to Oakland at the time, I think it was, Ben got hurt, nobody could find the x-ray machine, you know, like, or... I was,
0: gonna, <laughs> I was gonna bring up oakland they were yeah. still playing on dirt infield right like, right
1: Like it's, it's unacceptable yeah it's so uh, yep. i'm not
0: surprised that they had to leave town you you, you see what the a's are doing there in oakland that's like <laughs> if you can't build a stadium like you you gotta go somewhere else that's why the the raiders are in las vegas there and and what are the raiders new state of the art facility in las vegas what do you do you roll the turf out get some some it's Nevada like sun, sun on right, right. it yeah and then roll the the real grass back in and so uh, I love what they're doing there I think the New York Giants and Jets you know two franchises combined on that one could have figured something out and and uh they, I mean it's just no excuse for bad turf in this, no. this stage in the NFL
1: any kind of field or game day conditions to me that are subpar Should be a massive fine by the league, to be honest with you. I mean, that's worse than Calvin Ridley betting on sports or things like that, or even the tampering stuff. You know, I mean, it ruins careers. You know, like the vet back in the day was like playing on cement, they say. Oh, you you know, I mean, they
0: would show the camera view from the ground and you could see it like ripple. It was so bad. And yeah, who was the receiver back in the day for the Eagles who jumped up to catch a pass in the middle of the game and blew out both knees at the same time?
1: Wow. Was it Mike Quick yep, yeah. or one of like that era? I mean, yeah, someone yeah. in the 80s or somebody like that. Yeah, I
0: think it was like early 90s, maybe.
1: But speaking of receiver injuries, real quick on Shepard. I mean, he's the mer- most cursed member of the most cursed position group in the whole league, I think. You know, like if you're a Giants receiver, sorry, you're out of luck, man. I mean, it, 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 it's haunted. Yeah,
0: what's going on there?
1: <laughs> it's all every the year, turf yeah. is
0: part of it. Maybe. Um, also, bad news for... DJ Reader, uh, plus, and like, man, the, the the Bengals aren't really having a lot of luck to start this 2022 season. DJ Reader, the nose tackle, space eater inside, and it looks like a knee injury, uh, indefinitely is the word I saw. So, which means probably done for the year, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, obviously, I pay more attention to this division. I just raved about where the Browns are at. The Bengals are still a little worrisome. I don't know that they've like turned this corner and they're a Super Bowl type team again. I mean, you mentioned it off the air yards per play. They're last in the league on offense last. I mean, there's no excuse for that. I mean, we just did a long stretch. And I threw an article about all the bad offenses in the league. Cincinnati should not be one of them. They've been carried by their defense. And I think most people look at Hendrickson and Bates who are excellent players. As the best Bengals defensive player, I honestly think it's a reader. I mean, he is a full-grown man. He he, he does all the nose tackle-ish stuff, but he also just throws people around and gets in the backfield and pushes the pocket. That's a big loss. To me, that's the last guy they could afford to lose maybe on defense
0: tough times for the Cincinnati Bengals. Can they climb out of that? Uh it is a division that is going to be competitive no sure. doubt through 17 weeks, so it's going to be fun to watch there. Um yeah, you referenced where the Bengals were at the the only the the next team up 31st in the NFL. We'll get to that team next as part of our mailbag here on this Wednesday episode of of Peacock and Williamson, but first we got to let the folks out there know about LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs, as you gear up for fall, as you gear up for winter, and then the new year, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to find the right people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond of the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job to the purple hiring frame, to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. Uh, That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering high quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Matt, let's let's go to the YouTube comments here. And uh, we teased there uh, the 31st team in yards per play. The 32nd team, surprisingly, I was kind of blown away when I looked at this because I was trying to figure out where the Houston Texans were. And uh, lo and behold, they weren't last. It was the Cincinnati Bengals that are last at 4.6 yards per play. Just ahead of them yeah, is
1: unacceptable.
0: The Houston Texans at 4.7 yards per play. And Winston says, every time I think you guys are going to give the Texans credit, y'all are just like, yeah, the other team is going to win. <laughs> and instant, I feel your pain. I understand where you're yeah. at. But that's just the reality of the situation we're in. And there's not a lot to look for with this Houston Texans team. I tried to before the podcast today. Is like find out. See, I was like, okay, well, the, the, their overall output isn't great. So maybe is, is yards per play better? And no, it's not better. They're second worst in the entire league yards per play basis. Uh, there was a lot of hope for Davis Mills coming into the year. Right, Matt? And, and he's yeah, not sure. looking great either. And you can't put it all in the quarterback, but they made a coaching change. Um, he's he's subs. He's playing worse statistically than he did as a rookie last year. Sub 60% passing right now, 57.9%. His QBR is 27.1, three touchdowns to two interceptions. So it's not efficient. It's not uh, high volume, not scoring a lot of points. They've only scored 49 points so far on the season, which is bottom five in the league. Basically, every offensive metric you can find, they're a bottom five offense in the league, and I don't know if if Davis Mills is so good that you still think he's going to be a guy who's going to raise the level of that team. And obviously, he still needs more help, but that's that's the thing. This team, maybe you you look at it and you're like, okay, they were a disaster a couple years ago. Maybe they're going in the right direction, but there's still a long way to go from here to being competitive. And if you don't believe me, you don't believe the numbers, you don't believe Matt, do you believe the betters who have skin in the game? Are they going to be favored in any game this year? Probably not. You know, it's, it's a reality <laughs> situation, Winston, unfortunately. So, uh, I probably won't be picking the Houston Texans much at all this year unless they show something completely different than they've shown this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, Winston, you're right. I mean, I guess they are the default team where maybe you do say a couple good things about them, but then you pick the other team, you know, every week. I mean, it, it seems like that's the one that you would do that in if they played the Jets or Bears or whomever. Uh, that's the answer, I think. Um, Many times this offseason, I said things like, Davis Mills, to me, looks like he's over the hump. He looks like he's a starting quarterback. He should last in this league, mostly as a starter. Starting to rethink that a little bit. You know, I mean, I I think he is not an elevator. Um, He's struggled through these three weeks. He obviously has a long rope. There's nobody else to push him. He's going to start the rest of the season. But if when not if I guess when they pick very early in the draft I think quarterback has to be at play um some good news I guess I mean uh, Winston let's at least not talk negative I mean Damian Pierce could win rookie of the year I mean um, Stingley David and Petrie, Petrie look like keepers. Yeah, right. Dude, Those two guys awesome are secondary on the, are legit.
0: On the side of the ball. Yeah, and actually, their defense is probably a saving grace here. They've there've been some yeah. low scoring games, so teams haven't scored a lot. Needed to score a lot to beat them. You know, they played to a tie in Week One, which is like the you know their best game of the years. They played even to a tie and didn't win that one. And only one team has a worse record in the entire NFL than the Houston Texans. And I like some pieces. There's they, not there yet. There, there's no reason to pick the houston texans unfortunately even though there's no. some things to like about it but I, I think they nailed the petri pick for sure and i like them <laughs> in the draft this year so again heading in the right direction but still that's a long road
1: hello yeah i mean it, like the jags i think we're gonna end up talking about the jags at some point jags and houston have been not only bottom feeders of their division for the last several handful of years but also the whole league well, the Jags have made some progress, and you know, you you pick early and pick early. They could look at Jacksonville and say maybe we're a year behind their 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 curve, but it doesn't quite feel like it. I mean, like
0: well, yeah, and with the Jaguars, they've still got the better quarterback with the higher upside who played sure. maybe his best game of his pro career uh, as the uh, the Jaguars. By the way, lead their division in the AFC South. Uh, the question on Twitter was: Have the Jaguars' defense surprised you, Matt? Because, um, yeah. I mean, they've spent a lot of resources recently on that side of the ball, too. And their number one overall pick that a lot of people weren't really excited about is probably uh, Trevon Walker's probably been the least talked about number one overall pick in NFL draft history. Or at least so in, in like modern Eric history. Fisher, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And, but he's, <laughs> well, he's good and he's played really well. And it, it's it's helped that defense take an extra step. And my goodness, how bad were the Jaguars coached last year? That's obviously helped everybody on the entire roster play better just because they have a a real professional coaching staff now
1: that's obvious i think they're clearly the best team in that division they're very good on both sides of the ball i like both i like their big people on both sides of the ball um to focus on the defense where the question was their front seven is massive i mean they're all You know, you know, the GM, they're long arm, physical freak velociraptors Mm -hmm. that are just versatile specimens, you know, Allen and Walker. Uh, There's not many of those people in the league, let alone on the planet. Um, I mentioned rookie of the year for Pierce, possibly a guy we haven't brought up. Who's been tremendous is Lloyd, the linebacker. I mean, he is a prototypical long. Um, you know athletic plug and play linebacker which is really rare for rookies to come in and be successful right off the bat that front seven is nasty
0: they've got a lot of like get off the bus first guys there Lloyd just looks like a, a stud in a uniform you see that he's like okay well he looks like a first round pick Terrell and Walker, yeah, seem yeah. like yeah that guy looks like a first round pick and they, they've got a lot of those guys on that side of the ball uh, Josh Allen's been that for a couple of years but you know starting to put that together and you start adding to each level of the defense and they'd you know, in previous seasons had had spent a lot on the the back end. And so ha- having a better front seven helps the back end as well. So the defense is playing well. The offense is playing a lot better, coached a lot better. You're seeing that progression from uh, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick in last year's draft. And how about this? The Jacksonville Jaguars are not only the, the number one team in point differential in their division, they're the only team with a positive point differential in their division. Uh, in fact, uh, the Texans are second at minus 10. That's that's the closest team is the Houston Texans actually at at minus 10 points on the season. The Jaguars are plus 46 in three games, which is second most in the entire NFL to the Buffalo Bills that are plus 53.
1: Yeah, and I think it's easy to forget, but how did they lose to Washington in week one? You know, like I think they would destroy the commanders right now. I mean, maybe it's just a new thing, new coach, first game, all those things. But they're playing really well. Jags-Eagles is going to be as good a game as we get this weekend. That's tremendous. Um, And the other thing is we mentioned some of their early picks that are, you know, when you pick the top of draft, you should get some freaky dudes. Well, it used to be those freaky dudes would end up being Jalen Ramsey playing for the Rams or, you know, now you got to keep them. You know, I mean, that's been a problem for this team.
0: You know, it's hilarious now. uh, In a couple of weeks, week five, the Jaguars – are going to play the Houston Texans and watch. I bet the Texans beat the Jaguars and just throw us <laughs> on our ear, which is what the NFL tends to do. You think, you know, uh, the temperature in the NFL, wait a week, and next Sunday is going to surprise you. So uh, that's yeah. where the way this season has gone so far. That's the way a lot of seasons go. I think the early going this year may be a, a little bit wilder than 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 some years we've seen, and every team is 2-1 and one or 1-2 one and two in the NFL, um, except for, you know, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Eagles. Raiders are 0-3. And Raiders. Yeah, right, yeah. That's it. Yeah, right. yeah. So, um, who knows what the the next week four will bring.
1: And you're right. I mean, Houston will beat them 10-0 or something, and I'll ask you, hey, BP, can you go back and delete the whole entire podcast from September 28th <laughs> for me, please? And by way,
0: so, the Jaguars, the next two weeks, they have the Eagles, and then they have the Texans. So, let's say the Texans go on a winning streak and are 2-2-1 and in two more weeks. The Jaguars lose both those games. Well, now guess what? Houston Texans, first place in the AFC South.
1: Wow, that is a glass half full way of looking at things. For, for, there you go, <laughs> for Winston. Our buddy Winston. Yeah,
0: there you go. That, that's uh, I think the the most positive spin I can put on this for the Texans right
1: now. Oh, that's as positive as you can get. Oh yeah, they just go on a winning streak. You just Texans and winning streak in the same sentence.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. All right, so uh, we've got questions on. So you mentioned the the Davis Mills quarterback thing, and I, I think yeah. that's a decision that a lot of teams are going to have to make. And uh, looking like a pretty good quarterback class upcoming in the the 2023 draft uh there's a good question in here about your Pittsburgh Steelers Matt and one of the Steelers who might not have the greatest season this year let's say the Steelers are picking the top half of the first round mm-hmm. is quarterback out of the question for the Steelers we'll get to that next and a question uh, about the fantasy universe and uh if wide receivers have finally passed up running backs at the top of your fantasy drafts next but first I want to Thank everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen once again here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For your second listen after Peacock and Williamson, make sure you're checking out everything else going on in the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is covered here every day. Locked On NFL, the Locked On NFL channel is where you can find Peacock and Williamson on YouTube. Uh, Locked On Fantasy, Locked On Dynasty, starring one Matt Williamson, Uh, Locked On NFL Draft. If it's about the NFL, it's about the entire sports world. Your team is covered, and we've got it all covered for you right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, going to the, the, uh, the Twitter questions here. Love the show so much. Okay, doomsday scenario. The Steelers have a chance to draft one of the top three quarterbacks next year with a higher ceiling than Pickett. Would you do it or focus on other needs, Matt?
1: Seems like we're getting a little ahead of ourselves on this one. I mean, 99.9% of the Kenny Pickett questions I get are, why the heck is he not in the game yet? You know, or is it time to put him in? Is he ready? So I think we'd have to see him play. I mean, I'm not avoiding the question because if someone emerges as a Lawrence-like prospect, a luck-like prospect, I think you take them almost no matter what team you are. But I know I'm a homer. I mean, I, I don't run from that. But are the Steelers are going to pick first overall. Like, right. Tomlin's going to win one game this year. Like, that just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to, like you said, they'll probably pick somewhere between 10 and 15. Are they going to trade the the franchise in the world to go get up to one or two? I can't envision that scenario. But let me throw this back at you, BP. I mean, what if? The I think we already talked about the Texans. You know, another news nugget is uh, Wilson's going to be starting for the Jets. What if it's the Bears or the Jets? You know, recently high drafted guy that we've got a little more data to look at than Pickett. Do they go for a stud, you know, player, a a stud quarterback if you're like field or the Bears or the Jets or a team like that? Maybe
0: it's a really good question. Uh, you mentioned. If, um, if, if you see enough out of picket and first of all, you got to see him on the field and you kind of got to know where it's at, but if it's generational, you're right. Like the, the, the Indianapolis Colts moved on from Peyton Manning, right? <laughs> right.
1: Perfect example, right? Draft
0: Andrew, look, cause they had to, there was no other way around it. They, they had to make that pick. Um, the Jaguars needed a quarterback, so it worked out perfect for them. But I think a lot of teams would have drafted Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence was in the upcoming draft and you're the Steelers, you draft them. You uh, draft him, right? who are the the bears and it's comes down to okay do we roll again with justin fields from what we've seen and we haven't seen what we want to see yet and i think that's probably accurate as far as right now bad game last week for, for justin fields sure. doesn't have a lot of help clearly but you still got to see something more i think than what he's shown so far but do you just go back to ohio state and draft cj stroud I, I, stroud's not a better prospect coming out than justin fields was You know, so
1: to me as it stands in late September,
0: right? So that's tough. It's, and I don't know, usually when there's that generational guy, you know about it in advance. We knew about luck. We knew about, um, we knew about Trevor Lawrence years before they're actually even eligible, eligible to be in the draft. So I don't envision that type of player being there. And I don't envision the Steelers being high enough to take that. So I would be shocked if the Steelers drafted a quarterback, unless they've seen Enough from Pickett to be like, oh well, he's not it, so let's go another direction. In which case, you kind of have to. Um, but th- that's kind of the 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 that's kind of the it's the double blow sword. me away if it's the Steelers. Yes, honest, absolutely, it's a double edged sword when you are a team with a quarterback that's like, oh you know, he's good. W- what what can he be at his ceiling? And Davis Mills would fit that, right? D- do you not draft a quarterback because you have Davis Mills? I don't think so. If you think right, you have right. a, a better quarterback, and if you are the Steelers, if you think that quarterback's there, you have to take him but is that quarterback going to be there and it's going to be clearly better than Pickett? and Pickett could probably shut a lot of that up if he comes in and plays a little bit this year and and plays well, which I think he might. And and I think they're making sure that they're waiting for the right time to do that. That's best for him. Uh, A clear time to allow him to be as good as possible Mm -hmm. for the Steelers. So we'll see what that is. Uh, I would say very unlikely there. And another lesson is you're talking about the top three quarterbacks like they're going to be good. Let's go back to 2021. Five quarterbacks in the first round is like, hey, man, look at all these quarterbacks. They're all amazing. What a generational year for quarterbacks. None of them are good yet, except for Trevor Lawrence, kind of played pretty good last week, but we didn't really know what right. he was going to be yet coming into this year either. So,
1: four out of High five. High bust rate, yeah
0: four out of five might be bad. So what are you even getting just because you're drafting one of the top three QBs? Like there's not three good quarterbacks every year. That doesn't happen. There's still after all these quarterbacks and all these drafts, there's like 10 good ones in the NFL. They're like, Oh God, these guys are good. Good.
1: Oh yeah. And I am, I am in favor of keep going back to the well to get your Josh Allen or whoever, you know, I mean, obviously that is a massive competitive advantage, but boy, I have a hard time imagining fields having such a bad you know, off season that the pick isn't the best offensive lineman available or the best receiver available or trade down and get five good things for him. You know, I mean, Wilson, on the other hand, I kind of feel like he's got about a dozen games here to show if he's legit or not. That's just my hunch.
0: How about this one? Las Vegas Raiders currently on pace to have that number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. Did they wait? They they trade that. Which first rounders did they trade for?
1: Mm, Does Green Bay own that one? I think so. Hadn't thought about that.
0: Wait, did they trade two firsts or one first? Now I can't remember what the trade was for Devontae Adams. Oh my god, that would be Uh, the biggest disaster trade ever if the Las Vegas Raiders ended up with the number one pick in the draft and traded it away.
1: Could you imagine Green Bay picking first overall?
0: I'm looking now. No, no, no. Okay, that, that. The Raiders do own that pick still.
1: Yes, I just pulled it up as well. I had to double check. I thought I would have guessed for sure that uh, Green Bay owned it. I thought I, thought I don't think. That, and so that craziness aside. Yeah, I don't think um, the Raiders are going to end up with the top five top eight pick. I mean, I, I think they're going to win some games. Be in that neighborhood. I talked about with the Steelers probably pick somewhere between like 10 and 15. But their seasons in desperate trouble. So the
0: Packers got the first last year, 22 overall, and second round pick last year, number 53 overall. So first and a second is what it was. Was there not I could have sworn there was two firsts for Devontae Adams.
1: I thought so too, but that's not what I'm reading here. So yeah. I'm okay. gonna believe it.
0: Yep. I'm gonna believe that as well. So uh New Orleans does have or no, uh, New Orleans doesn't have a first. Philly has that one, and the 49ers don't have a first, Miami has that one. Which are both looking like top ten picks too. Which is another one. What about what about the Niners? They don't even have a pick to to answer that question. What if you know there's so much unknown with Trey Lance? But they traded away so many firsts that they still don't have one. Miami might have a a top ten pick if the Niners' season is is a disaster. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I almost brought up the Niners, but I knew they didn't have a first round pick. You know, I didn't want to lump them with the Bears and Jets Mm -hmm. because they don't have the same resources.
0: Yeah, but just remember, and we've got to remind ourselves of this those top three quarterbacks that we're talking about, you know, whatever it ends up being those first round guys, it's almost a better chance. They're bad than good at quarterback. Like
1: that's And a lot of it right? depends where they land. Look back at 2018
0: was the same way. Baker. No, Sam Darnold. No,
1: Josh right. Allen. Great. Danny Josh Rose. No, you know, right. right. Jones, yeah. Some of these other so, recent high picks. Yeah. It's about 50, 50 at best. At best. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. I think I would especially with fields, I think I would stick with the what I know.
0: I would too right now, but if there's 14 more weeks of what I saw last week and the and you think a guy's there, maybe avoid Ohio State. Like I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, mean Haskins know, wasn't this, great either. That's gonna be part of that's gonna be part of Stroud's scouting report, I bet.
1: Oh, no doubt. I mean, you got great guys blocking for you, and you know, it's yeah it's a little easier to insane, play there.
0: Insane receivers, all right. Um, plenty more draft coming up in the winter time, but uh, we've got a Week Four slate to break down tomorrow for you right here, Peacock and Williamson.